Hey guys, it's Michelle. And Hallie, this is Golf Mostly. Hallie here. I am so excited to introduce this really cool conversation that Michelle and I got to have with Rose Zhang. I'm sure you're all familiar with Rose, but if you're not, she is an absolute sensation. She won back-to-back NCAA individual titles, just won her first professional event, which happened to be Michelle's event, which was really, really cool. Anyways, this conversation came about really quickly, but we wanted to make sure that we got it for you. It's over Zoom, so excuse the audio quality, but I really hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here is me and Michelle talking to Rose Zhang. You need a well-rounded game to succeed in golf. And the same goes for your finances. That's why we love SoFi, the all-in-one app that lets you bank, borrow, and invest. Download the SoFi app today to ace your finances. SoFi, get your money right. Banking products and loans offered by SoFi Bank N.A. NMLS 696891. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Okay, and joining us, I mean, one and only Rose Jay, hot off the press, Zuho, first week as pro, and what do you do? You win, obviously. You won everything as an amateur. You won everything in your college career. So might as well win your first LPGA tournament, right? Might as well. It would be rude not to at this point, Rose. It would be rude not to. Well, welcome, Rose Jay, to Golf Mostly. We're so excited to have you. Let's talk about Mizuho, obviously, because we have to. Um, congratulations, first off. I was very, made you. very nervous um, <laughs> with how dramatic you were, but we will talk about that. Um, but first off, I just want to talk about expectations. There were tons mm-hmm. of expectations on you, but you said you didn't have any expectations for yourself. Is that always your mindset? It's quite interesting because, yeah, it has always been the mindset of me just doing the best that I can and going out there and trying to play what I need to and uh, do what I need to do on that golf course. I will say going into the week, I had no sort of real expectation towards how I should finish. It was more so even uncertainty where I wanted to just make the cut or expected myself to struggle to make the cut, you know? And that's kind of what I had to do just because I'm entering a new world of professional golf. And there was a lot thrown at me the week prior, even the week of with media and press. Therefore, I didn't feel like I was completely ready with my game. And the fact that I went out there, did what I needed what I needed to, I guess it really did show that, you know, I was capable of handling all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was so much fun to watch the playoff. I was FaceTiming with uh, Amanda Renner and Mm -hmm. we were both alone in our hotel rooms. And we were like, we got to watch this to someone because we know we're watching history being made. We're like (laughs) FaceTiming, screaming into our phones. We're like, let's go, Rose. But so we were super nervous. And I'm curious to know how, I mean, obviously you knew you were going to be making history. What was that playoff like for you? Playoff was weirdly... I felt weirdly calm and that doesn't that doesn't really make sense because it's a playoff and everyone wants to win. You're so close to it. Therefore, you know, it just becomes like that ma- that much more magnified where whatever you do is basically like in your hands. But I felt really calm. I feel like I've 
been in this position before, not with the same person, obviously, but I was at Augusta and um, I also made a little show for the dramatics. I, I got into a playoff and took two holes and, and finished uh, that tournament out. But, you know, going into this playoff, I would say it was more so maybe even a sense of relief that I'm able to get into a playoff. Like, the in regulation, the entire tournament is over. I just have to play a playoff. And regardless of what happens, you know, you you just, like, accept it. Let it come to you with results, and you figure it out from there. So, for me, that was the that was kind of the mentality that I showcased in myself and that was what drove me to just stay as calm and as consistent as I could be while I was in the zone. I, I love yeah. how process oriented you are. I, would you consider yourself competitive? Like, you know, everybody compares you to Tiger and we hear the stories of him wanting to break Jack Nicklaus's record and all this stuff. Would you <laughs> say like yourself, like, are you, are you like this fiery competitor? Because you, I mean, you are in a sense, yeah. you know, a badass you're winning every time you turn around but it seems like it comes from a place of just wanting to be your best as opposed to wanting to just like kill everybody around you i don't know i'm just really curious would you consider yourself competitive that's valid uh very valid um i will consider myself very very competitive i funny story so growing up i played many scpga junior tour events and these were one day nine whole events when I was nine in the division, nine through 11. And then once you move on to like the 12 to 14 division, that's when you uh, play 18 holes in one day. And I was 11 at the time when I was in like the 12 to 14 division, just because I was playing well in the younger division level. Um, but I I basically like won a bunch of the I had like over 20 to 25 like gold medals and it was uh I also had second place medals so I've I've got like probably 15 to 20 of them as well but I I threw away all my silver medals so you could just imagine um that I was just a interesting fiery little competitor who only wanted to be first <laughs> Yeah, that's cool though. You can, you um, can balance yeah. those two things though. Being fiery, but also realizing, like I think, I think that's that's probably why you're so successful is you're able to balance being competitive with the fact with having like no expectations simultaneously, which is which is really cool. Yeah, it's really funny just because like I, I'm pretty chill for the most part, but um, now I think about it, like no one wants to lose. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no one wants to lose. Let's be real about that. And honestly, you know, I know you were comparing Anma earlier to Mizuho. So, like, on the final round, I saw you make a par on the first hole. And I was like, okay, she's fine. She's fine. It's not like the Anma at all. And then you go, and it's a playoff. And I'm like, why? Why did you do this? But it almost was, like, helpful that that situation happened at Anma, right? Because it was, said, like you said, same playoff. Did you try to take your mind back to Anma and try to muster up the same type of emotion, same type of thought processes um, that you had at Anma into Mizuho playoff? It was certainly a different dynamic just because I kind of realized that 
I or I already knew that Augusta National was gonna be my last Augusta National Women's Amateur, and that was the final chance that I had to try to try to win that event because I won't get another chance at it again. And that gave me a lot more pressure, um, just because it was such a huge stage and. I would say it's the first real exposure to so much media. But that being said, going into Mizuho, I don't think that the platform has lessened in any way. But at the same time, I was a little more familiar with it just because it is such a huge stage, professional level. And, you know, I'm entering another playoff with Jennifer Cupcho, like a major champion winner. And she won analyze, won all these huge caliber events in college golf um, and amateur golf. So, yeah, I, I would say it definitely provided a sense of familiarity. Okay, so you win your first LPGA tournament. I'm sure your phone was flooded with people. Um, who was the coolest person that reached out to you? There were so many. I mean, let's begin with the golfing world. Tiger, such a huge inspiration, modernized the game of golf. And... Yeah, like the little shout out on Twitter was incredible. Steph Curry has always been like a great role model to me. Um, I'm so inspired by everything that he does and and his works, um, not just in the game of basketball, but just outside as well. So he reached out and it was a little shout out. Just super cool. I will say like, Michelle, you your reach out was very, very touchy. Like I, I was just, you know, it made me think that, you know, building platform is important, but reaching out is especially something that takes a lot of character. And I realized that, you know, like the little things really do matter. You called me or like you texted me in the morning of, you're like, just want to say, I'm like super proud of you. Started out with a little good morning with a little smiley face. Like, it was just so wholesome. Like, I, and that really set me into the mode of, I've got people that support me. Like, even people like Michelle. Like, I don't know. It's just insane. So, that was just, like, really cool. Just really cool experience for me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no. Well, we're very proud of you. <laughs> That's so nice. Yeah. Rose, tell us a little bit about the, the uh, New York City wind tour that you did and being on the Disney oh. show. <laughs> How cool was that? So cool. Um, definitely did not expect myself to be on like the two-day show. It's a show that everyone watches in the morning, like regardless of what sport they play or what they do. Yeah, like even though it was like a very short little like, like taster, it was just such a cool moment to meet all these people that you watch on live television um, and see them in action on a daily basis. But also, like, I went to the top of uh, the rock and um, it was just so, such a pretty moment, pretty experience uh, to be with that, with uh, the Excel fam and with a couple of, like, camera crew. And we all just had a good time talking. Definitely super busy. I went to the Mizuho headquarters and I never expected myself to see so many people working nine to five jobs just like doing their own thing and then me coming in and uh kind of i guess disrupting their their little 
uh, day-to-day routine. So it's been really fun. And I also um, got to hop into the Excel sports management community. And it was so cool to just get to see all the agents in action and, and like getting a little, little cheer, a little applause while I was at it. So, <laughs> so cool. I even went to Mr. Steinberg's office and got to sit in his chair and pretend that I'm him. <laughs> I saw that picture. <laughs> Mr. Steinberg. Mr. Steinberg. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know if I should call him Mark or if I should call him Mr. Steinberg, but we'll go with the latter. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever called him Mr. Steinberg. Mark. Actually, maybe I should. Maybe I should now. Let's talk about this. I guess not really unknown, but this funny thing, you're now living officially a dual life. Mm -hmm. I've talked about this a lot throughout my career. You're now a civilian. Welcome to the civilian world at Stanford. And for those who don't know, yeah, a muggle. Uh, For those who don't know, you turned pro last week. You're planning a professional career, but you're also going to finish your degree at Stanford which I know we've talked about for a long time and you're contemplating it. Um, So walk us through. So this high, you won the tournament, you go through the NYC media tour, and then you go back to school and what week is it? It's finals week and you have to move out of your dorm. (laughs) Walk us through what that's like and how you're good. I mean, I guess you have the summer to play as many terms as you want, but then when you come back, you kind of have to juggle between school and golf. Yes, 100%. I, it is such a crazy transition, but I'm super excited for what's to come in that aspect. I feel like the decision that I made was for myself uh, rather than what other people thought. And, you know, I, I, there is a lot of logic to just focusing on your professional career and making the most out of it. But I feel like if anything, um, just pursuing my degree will allow me not only to just branch out to new horizons like individually but it will also to some extent I believe will help my game for the better regardless of what happens when I'm on tour and yeah like that those were all like considerations um that I had like when I wanted to like take a step into the professional world because I feel like college is such a prized time in our lives that you know you just can't experience once it passes by, it passes by. And even though you can come back at a later age, it's still a different experience because you're not surrounded by people your age and you guys aren't going through life in the same way. So that's why like timing wise, I just felt like it was just so, so prime. And Stanford, I mean, like you, Michelle, like you were able to do all that um, during your career. Uh, And I think Stanford has enabled um, athletes to have that kind of option. And that's what really appealed to me as well. But it's, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a crazy journey. Um, I know there's, there has been a lot of talk about it from other people, from people out in the outside world. And I, I just couldn't be more excited. Um, I know there's a lot of doubters, but there has always been doubters. And when I first came into college, because they were like, Rose, like you're in high school, you were in contention at a major, you should just turn professional. But I really thought it was important to wait it out. And I feel like this is a decision that 
will also be something that I'm all in on and um, that I can work through regardless. Also, I just have my friends. Like, it's just cool to go back and be a normal student. I went back to campus and they all treated me the same. They were like, ah, cool. So finals, good luck with it. <laughs> That's what Michelle, I remember Michelle sort of saying like a similar sentiment that when you were at school, Michelle, like, you know, you were going to frat parties and it was just... Yeah. <laughs> What frat party? Mm. I didn't go to any frat party. Yo, the story that you girl. told me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was a go to school to school and go to practice type of student. Okay. Mm. Like, Rose, what are you, Rose, what are you studying? I am a communications major. <laughs> I feel oh, like this is look, on a all, similar track, I see. All three of us actually are. It was okay to be oh. fair, Michelle and I. We played a game the other day. Played like a um, like like the newlywed game. It's a newlywed, newlywed game. game. Yeah, oh. and so I I had to guess what Michelle's major was. Or not guess. I should know this. And I said econ. Oh my! <laughs> what are you so talking bad. about? It's so bad. Like, I don't know. You're just so smart. I just. <laughs> but anyways, communication. That's really smart. And. I, and I and a, such a great degree. And that's, you know, you're going to be using that, all those skills that you learn there for your entire career, which is, which is neat. Let's talk a little bit about college golf. I know you're so, so close with your teammates. Not to brag, I did win a national championship as well, but it was, it was oh. so <laughs> D2. But I will say what I really think is cool and I felt like was so special with my teammates it was like we we had such a great connection and and I'm really curious I'd love to just ask you Rose about your connection with your teammates because I will say having a lot of friends that also played college golf not all golf teams are like that right like no. not everybody gets along and so I'm curious it looks like you guys all just really really gel well we gel so well and I think that's super difficult but it also shows that you know we're all like I think it's just such good timing that all of us were collectively brought together by coach and we all just have not had any single like huge argument no drama stirred and that takes a lot of effort just because you know like if someone doesn't like another person like that completely just divides the entire team so the mm -hmm. fact that we all mesh well together is like simply a blessing like i'm so thankful that i didn't have to spend two years of college golf just you know just being in this like divided team with um, and like the yeah. clicky yeah like a caddy girl kind of situation but yeah i've definitely heard a lot of horror stories i'm not gonna lie like it's been like i i'm very thankful that that is not our dynamic but if anything it's even more hilarious that we just like all have such different personalities but at the same time very similar humor we have this like list on our notes app that we all shared at the end of Natty's. And we ended up just like writing out our whole like list of insider jokes uh, from the year. And like there were over probably 40 or 50 things that were on that list. And it was just like even more hilarious, like as we come up with more and more and more. So it's just like we live life together. Like we can sit, we can say whatever we need to. It's a very open conversation. There's no one that's left behind. And even though we're all competitive players and, you know, our team has like 
amazing, amazing amateur players. We still don't really compete at each other. It's it's not like we're trying to prove something to the other person. It's more of like a collaboration of we're in this together. We know what elite golf is and how the experience is. Therefore, let's join together and um, try to collectively grow um, into better people as our like life progresses on. So um, it's just like a fun party. Like we just all have a good time. <laughs> Oh, I want to join the women's Stanford golf team. It sounds like fun. <laughs> Please come. Oh, I'm sure you can uh, hang out in sweets when we hang out on the weekends. We always oh, do yeah, that. I will, I will really definitely, nice. definitely come by because I found out Stanford is not fun anymore. I might just need to come back to bring the fun back. I no, had, honestly, Stanford is not fun the, anymore. Yeah. They hate fun. It's not. I had yeah. yeah I breakfast with the golf team um, a couple of days ago, and I was like, "You don't do this. You don't do that." I'm like, "I might need to just come back and show y'all what we did in the the early 2000s or the mid 2000s." Um, okay, so now that you can choose your tournament schedule, mm-hmm. and um, now that you're a full LPGA member, um, and you're going back to school in the fall. Have you thought about what your tournament schedule is going to look like for fall, winter, next year? Have you even thought about it or just going to get through the summer and then see later? Yeah, um, I found it to be very difficult. I'm still in the midst of processing what those logistics are going to be like, just because I realized that now I have my tour card and uh, that is not something that I envisioned for myself um, in the fall specifically. There is a possibility that I'll just be playing the Asia swing and I don't know how the school will be in play at that point. Like I might take like, might talk to my advisors, see if I can do like reduced units um, and like move in in the fall. Uh, but winter, I'll definitely be back. I'll definitely be able to, you know, just be at school, be a student during off season. And uh, move on to spring uh, with the intent of just playing professional golf through the draft. So that is kind of the ballpark of where I'm at. I think the the questionable factor would just be fall quarter, just because that's where all the limited field events are. But I think from the trend now, it seems that I will be playing it. Nice. Yeah, I remember I took off four weeks one time in winter quarter. Wait, yeah. Is it um? hmm, Here's a question for you. Did you did you end up did you end up uh taking a lot of classes in the fall if you played limited field events? So the schedule obviously looks um a lot different. So I went to fall winter and I took off spring completely, and I think I took off like three or four weeks each time in fall, winter. Um, so I mm. played mostly all the limited fields and like try to limit the full field as much as I can. But I also took 20 units. I also took like the maximum number of units because I did oh. what you did and did like the limited <laughs> unit. Like I tried to like do it less and then I figured out I was going to be on an eight-year plan. So oh. <laughs> yeah, we shall talk offline more about this. Look at your schedule and we'll plan it out. Perfect. <laughs> it is, uh, it, is, it sounds great. daunting, but it's very possible. 
I have proof of that. Your GPA might suffer, but don't forget, C's get degrees. It's okay. C's do get degrees. I've <laughs> I finished my GPA has been okay the first two years. Following that, I think there's a little wiggle room to work with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rose, what are you most excited about when it comes to playing on the LPGH tour? Oh, there's so much to be excited about. Um, I'm excited about the travel. I I love just venturing out, seeing different things, seeing, I don't know, just different people, cultures, eating food. But I will say I actually am very excited about just growing in the LPJ community. Like I, I feel like so many tour players that I looked up to, it would be really cool to just interact with them and like, develop a close bond with a couple like really cool people and there's some who you know I grew up with in junior golf and I'm already really close with them so I'll be traveling with them and um, I'm excited to see like what uh, the season and the rest of the year would bring but yeah like I think there's a lot to be excited about and you know just playing playing on a weekly basis and making it like my profession but at the same time like doing something that I love is, you know, it's always like a great blessing to, to be able to take part in. Um, all right. Well, we're going to let you go here in a second, but before we do, <laughs> we have to do five questions presented by five iron golf. So Michelle, kick us off. Cool. Um, easiest class at Stanford and your hardest class at Stanford. I feel like I know your hardest one right now. Okay. Hardest one. CS 106. A. Yeah. What is that? It is Computer a science. class. Yeah. Python, not fun. The only thing that was okay was Carol, which was like bit in a sense. And the rest of it was just terrible. Um, I don't even know that those are. I don't even know what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> All I got from it was like, just the, even the syntax is hard to memorize. Like append. Syntax. Random dot random. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, easiest class then. Easiest class. Easiest class. Oh my gosh. Path 51. <laughs> Wait, which one? Path 51. So it's basically this human anatomy class that is online and very much just like a, like through and throughout, you watch videos, you answer multiple choice questions, and that's it. That's like, the entire class. What? What? <laughs> Great. Mm. We did not have and, that. And, and it's and it's like four or five units. Like it's, I think it's five units. Something like that. That's great. It's just like a little, little, little freebie. <laughs> wow. Well, you need that to balance out whatever the heck you else were just talking about. So <laughs> that's crazy. All right. Next question here. Do you have any superstitions on the golf course? One of them I've talked about before, but there's always got to be. If I'm pushing a golf cart and I'm like playing on my own, I have to have one T in my hair. If I'm getting caddy for, or if I don't have a golf like cart to put my tees in, uh, I gotta have two. Got it. I mean, that's just efficient. You have to do for sure. Just so yeah. Like every time I hit a part, like play a part three, and I break my tee, I just go and grab another one, <laughs> put it back in my hair. <laughs> Oh, I like that. That's fun. <laughs> should, I don't know if Rose, I don't know. I don't know if we have time. We'll have to do this offline when you guys work on Rose's college schedule. But ask, I don't know if you haven't heard Michelle's weird ass. No, I don't, no I don't, I've, I've heard, heard a couple of them. 
They're so funny. I can't believe you don't use scissors. <laughs> I don't. I, you seem like a very mentally stable human being. I am not going to mess you up. I'm going to do my hardest to keep you that way. So we will, so we will not mention my superstitions. But we, I want to get, I want to ask you for the next. Wait, hold on. If anybody's listening and they want to hear Michelle's superstitions, listen to our <laughs> Tom Kim episode. Oh my gosh. Yes. That is what I heard. <laughs> poor, poor Tom Kim. He had to bear through it. We should do like oh, a I zoom in on his face while he was listening to my superstitions. He probably Yeah, and you also a... shared them with all the children at the Sage Valley Junior <laughs> Invitational. So funny. <laughs> I oh forget because I was on Zoom and I only saw you guys. And there's like 50 of the best junior amateurs just being like, what? I was like, Can't, should we not use scissors if there's a cut? <laughs> I, I, what I didn't mention was that, you know, that song that came out, like, cut it? Yes. How does it go out? <laughs> Uh, I like if that song came on like a random like Pandora radio or like Spotify playlist, I'd be like, ah, next song, no cuts. <laughs> wow, <It's impressive. laughs> no cuts whatsoever. No Anyways, cuts. Okay, we're, yeah, don't I don't I we're not gonna put this in your head. I feel like I already have. I'm sorry, we're not gonna talk. <laughs> I think Rose is immune to whatever the heck that is superstition is, Michelle. It's so weird. Yeah, no, I'm not. Don't worry, I've got people, even if I was superstitious, like super, super, super sisters, like there's people around me that screw it up so much that like I I honestly can't, like I wouldn't be able to survive with just like keeping up with my superstitions. Yeah. Like my dad yeah, would yeah. probably ruin everything. He'll be like, there's no such thing and then continue to do whatever he does. Yeah. <laughs> what is your snack situation during tournament rounds? Oh, I love, oh my gosh. So I try to be healthy because I'm such a foodie that like I got to at least take care of myself somewhat. <laughs> I love almonds, like roasted almonds and bananas. Mm. A little combo. Got to be a little combo. Is I, it a salted almond or is it just a raw, like a, just a plain No, like almond? a roasted, roasted almond. It could be lightly salted, but like it doesn't have to be salted. Okay. Almonds, bananas. That's a great combo. Great call. Yeah. One of my favorite snacks is like peanut butter and bananas. So it's perfect. Like little encore snack. A little more protein and almonds. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay. Next question here. Besides the Mizuho next year, of course, what LBJ event are you most excited to play in? Oh, I I really, really want to play in um Japan for the Toto. That'd be really cool. What are you excited because, about? What makes you excited about that? I, I love Japan. Like, I've only gone once, but I love Japanese food, Japanese convenience stores. Everything they do is right. Just like they go to the, you go to the city and you see like there's no trash on the streets. It's very refined. Just such a good community. Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a small country, very pretty. I'm just like excited for for um, just that experience. I love it. Callie got to experience her first convenience store experience in Korea. No that way. Was, uh, that was really that cool. Really, we had a coffee out of a bag from 7-Eleven. Yes. With banana milk. was good coffee. Have you ever had banana milk, Rose? Yes. Oh. I'm, I'm Asian. I grew up in SoCal. <laughs> well, then, okay. I'm, I need to get, We. I need more, like, Asian things to eat and do in in SoCal because I feel oh, like you're down there. Oh, I know. You're no 
I will I will say I have been drinking like a lot of boba tea. I love love mm. it for sure. So yes. gateway you need to get Asian in some food. more. You need to get yeah. in some more. Show me, yeah. show me. Uh, yes. We but you need to go to show That's like the one we thing. Should do, we should do a food tour while you're in California. Oh my we, should, we should take Hallie into like the most Asian parts of LA. Yes, little Chinatown, little Japantown, Koreatown. Yeah. Let's do yeah. it. And have her try like all the Asian foods. Yeah, I mean, I, Michelle already had me try. What did she have me try? Well, I tried the moving oh. octopus. And then that other oh. thing. Yeah, that was weird. But, you know, we got through it. And then the other thing that I was eating and I was like, mm, this is good. Let me have some more. But then it was like, I thought it was it was, I, I had two, I ate two because I think this is so, what an interesting texture. And it was like blood sausage. <laughs> oh, like the Korean Sunday. Mm -hmm. Sunday. Sunday is good, but it, I, I believe it's an acquired taste. Like you got to eat it with the, yeah, like that's I the only way I can quickly. down it. But the, after Michelle told me what it was, I was like, too, too, okay. <laughs> too much. Sorry, um, I didn't. I didn't want to like preface it with this blood. Well, yeah. Chinese. Okay, here's the thing though. Chinese really put blocks of pig blood in like yeah. in hot pot. So I feel like I you. Do. I feel like Sunday is a little bit of a transition, like a little before, before, before that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we gotta do the chicken feet and all that. Oh, chicken feet so good. My favorite. はい、ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。
friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, exes. Just kidding. Don't take your exes. They don't deserve it. Or the best happy hour a corporate work event has ever seen. So make sure you guys check out Five Iron and Golf Mostly listeners get an exclusive discount. Mention Golf Mostly at checkout to get 25% off your next sim rental booking. Rose, thank you so, so much for your time. This was so fun chatting and getting to recap your win. And I know we can't wait to watch you have so much success over the the years to come. And we will circle back and get that um, Asian food tour of LA on the books. Oh, yes. We need to. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank and you. we'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, apologies for the audio quality, but we knew we had to get that interview if we had the chance, so Zoom had to do. Make sure you're following Golf Mostly on Instagram and TikTok at Golf Mostly. I'm at Hallie Led, and Michelle is at Michelle Wee West. We'll see you next time.